Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Padres get a 6-0 victory tonight over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Braden Soprenit. This is the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan of the Padres Radio Network. This was the game that I think a lot of Padres fans were expecting to happen last night after what was a very good road trip for the San Diego Padres. I mean, obviously they only won five uh, games. It was a winning road trip. But they started to seem like they were turning things around offensively and starting to turn things around in terms of overall performance as a ball club. And you're starting to see that now with the way that they won tonight. Not only did they have the two long balls by Fernando Tatis Jr., and we'll get to him in a second, but they also were able to manufacture runs tonight as well. They were able to get production from the bottom half of their lineup. They got a great outing out of you, Darvish, tonight. He goes a shutout against the Chicago Cubs, his former ball club. And the Padres gave him plenty of runs tonight in order to get, again, the 6-0 victory over Chicago. With the win, the Padres improved to 27-31 and on the season as they try to get back to the 500 mark. And as we talk about on the talk shows every single day until you get to 500 you can't be thinking about playoffs or climbing the leaderboard too much but a great win tonight overall for the Padres uh couldn't have drawn it up any better they stole two bases tonight we already talked about the stats when it comes to stealing bases uh and the and the success that the Padres have had uh this year in terms of stealing bags they end up getting two now both of the stolen bases they had tonight actually um you know weren't that big of an impact in terms of the overall score but I laid out the keys of the game tonight. If anybody remembered on the pregame show, get a good outing out of you, Darvish. And you did. You got an outstanding outing out of you, Darvish. You, Darvish, tonight went seven innings. He allowed two hits, no runs, only one walk, nine punch outs, more vintage you, Darvish. Way more you, Darvish, um, than we saw in his last outing against the New York Yankees. And that's what you need out of your, you know, ace. Has he pitched up to an ace level this year? Yeah, probably not. But he is your ace. He is your number one. He is the guy that slams the door shut and helps you get onto a winning streak or potentially shut down a losing streak. So you, Darvish, was key number one. You needed a good outing out of him. Check the box. You did. With the seven seven innings, no runs, two hits, and a walk. Nine punch outs for Darvish. Key number two, I've, I've said swipe some bags. Padres were able to do that. They swiped two bags tonight. And even though I mentioned before it wasn't in a situation where they were key to the game, I think in terms of the overall score, you know, they ended up stealing a couple of bags, and we went through the numbers. When the Padres steal bases, they are 16-12 and 12. when they just attempt a stolen base. When they successfully get a stolen base, they are now 15-9. and nine. And when they steal two-plus bases, they're 11-3. and three. So Padres continue that as part of our keys to the game. The last one was score first. That's exactly what the Padres did. The Padres this season 
have done so much better when they score first compared to when they let their opponent score first. And usually in baseball, a team that scores first can usually hang on and win. Padres have a pitching staff in which they can do that, and they're now 20-9 and nine when they score the game's first run. So you checked off every single one of the keys of the game. And my last kind of what to watch for, remember we talked about it during our what to watch for segment on the pregame show. I said Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. are about to get really hot. And I, I especially talked about Fernando because Fernando in the last two weeks was hitting 212, but his expected batting average was 285. It was only going to be a matter of time before Fernando put up some big numbers. He did it tonight. Two home runs. He had the solo shot earlier on in the game back in the third inning to lead off the top half or the bottom half of the third. He had the three-run homer there late in the game to really put the game out of reach, to put it in a position where you didn't have to use Josh Hader. You got to use Brent Honeywell. And you go out there and you slam the door against the Chicago Cubs, even up the series at one apiece. We've said it all week. I said it on the John Contreras show yesterday. We said it earlier on the show, earlier in the week. The Padres are going to have to start winning a lot of series here in their next 34 series if they want to get to 90 wins. And that 90 win mark is that safe target of you're definitely in the playoffs. And as of right now, if you want to be able to win the series against the Cubs, they're going to have to win the next two, but it had to start tonight, and that's exactly what happened. I'm Braden Soprano. You're listening to the Padres postgame show. Padres win it tonight 6-0 over the Chicago Cubs. They even up the series at one apiece. we got fireworks going on at Petco Park, another sellout crowd, over 42,000 people tonight. When we come back, we'll get you the highlights of how the game transpired. We'll talk with Fernando Tatis Jr. I caught up with him after the game, after a big performance for the young right fielder of the San Diego Padres. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. We'll go through all our awards we usually do and talk about an exciting night in Major League Baseball with our out-of-town scoreboard. Tons to get to on the Padres postgame show. I'm Braden Soprenit. Padres win it tonight 6 nothing, And you're listening to 97.3 The Fan. KWFNFM and KWFN HD1 San Diego. This is Trent Grisham from the San Diego Padres. Padres play here on 97.3 The Fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Padres win it tonight. 6-0 fireworks show just ended here at Petco Park. And the Padres back on track, even up the series at one apiece. I'm Braden Supernit filling in for Sam Levitt tonight in the Padres postgame show right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. The fan, it was an electric night at Petco Park in front of 42,000 people in change. And we're going to let you know what happened tonight after a 6 nothing victory. Here are tonight's highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Let's get this thing started as Fernando, or as, not Fernando, Fernando not pitched tonight, although he probably could have. Zhu Darvish going against Drew Smiley in what is game two of a four game series offensively for the Padres couldn't really get anything going in the first inning even though they did get a uh, double out of Juan Soto you Darvish 
on the top half of innings was outstanding. He went one, two, three in the top half of the first. He went one, two, three, four in the top half of the second after surrendering one walk, but he ended up striking out the side that inning. Top half of the third inning, you Darvish only gave up one single, and he cruised the rest of the way. As for the Padres' offense, they got the scoring started early in the second inning as they got a couple of knocks out of Gary Sanchez and Jake Cronenworth to get the inning started. Played a little bit of small ball. Hassan Kim, sacrifice bunt. Brandon Dixon, sacrifice fly, would score Gary Sanchez. It was one nothing San Diego. And talking about our keys of the game early on, got to be able to score first if you wanted to win tonight for the Padres, and they did. Not only did they do that, they added on after the small ball with a Trent Grisham double that made it 2 to nothing. Is Grisham swinging and lining one to the right center field gap. It's going to be more than one now. Cronenworth comes in to score. Trent trying for second. It's kicked around by Talkman. Now Grisham's on his way to third. Relay to the third base side. Not in time. A double, an error, an RBI, and a 2-0 Padre lead. Padres took a 2-0 lead at the end of two. It was kind of a circus tonight defensively for the Chicago Cubs. You mentioned or you heard Jesse Agler on the on the highlight. Uh, it was a double by Trent Grisham. He advanced on the error by Talkman, who's playing soccer out there with the baseball in center field. Anyway, Padres took advantage of that. Not only did they take a 2-0 lead, check one off the keys of the game of scoring first, they added to their two-run lead, playing small ball early, playing the long ball a little bit later. Smiley, the left-hander, deals. Fernando, first pitch swinging. Sends one high and deep to left center field. Talkman's back. This one going to go. A long home run for Fernando into the bullpen in left center field. His 10th of the year, and the Padres lead it 3 to nothing. Padres take a 3 nothing lead on the Fernando Tatis Jr. solo shot, his 10th homer of the year. We mentioned what to watch for tonight. Fernando getting hot. That's exactly what he started to do. He started to get hot. But back to the defensive side. You Darvish, like I mentioned, absolutely shoving against the Chicago Cubs. A 1-2-3 inning in the first, as I mentioned. Only gave up one walk in the second. Only gave up one hit in the third. Another 1-2-3 inning in the fourth, which was capped off by Hassan Kim. Incredible play at second base. He really flashed the leather tonight to help out his right-hander. 2-1 to Dansby. Here's the pitch from Darvish. And a hard-hit liner up the middle. Backhanded by Kim to the left of the bag at second. Long throw to first. Is in time. What a play by Hassan Kim. What a night for Hassan Kim. A 1-2-3 fourth inning turned in by Yu Darvish and a big high five to his little second baseman who just made one of the finest defensive plays we have seen all year. Hassan Kim was outstanding tonight. I tweeted out Hassan Kim was playing elite defense. Ben Higgins of the Ben and Wood Show then put an asterisk next to it and said uh, all season. And then I put another asterisk after that and said all his entire Padres career. I mean, he is... No doubt about it, one of the best defensive players that the Padres have, if not one of the best defensive players in all of baseball. And he really did it tonight. And that play that Jesse just called on our highlight package, or he said during the game, uh, got to hang a star play. I got to hang a star uh, from the uh, from the radio booth. That's how great Hassan Kim was defensively tonight, really preserving this and and kind of completing the overall great game that was for the San Diego Padres in all three facets of the game now that being said Padres could use some insurance runs you could always use insurance runs late you could always be able to add on that's been kind of a problem for the Padres 
the last couple of weeks throughout the entire season, not being able to put teams away. With a couple of runners on base, Fernando Tatis Jr. put the Cubs away. Runners lead at first and second. Here's the pitch to Tatis, and Fernando hits another one in the air. Deep to left center field. Talkman is back again, and this one gonna go into the same spot in the Padre dugout in left center field. Fernando's second home run of the night. This one a three-run shot, and he doubles the lead. It's six to nothing here in the eighth. Six to nothing would be your final as the Padres go on to beat the Chicago Cubs. Padres score their six runs on ten hits. They leave, or they leave nine men on base, commit one error. Cubs, no runs, two hits, one error, and they leave four on base. Winning pitcher tonight, Hugh Darvish. He's now four and four on the year. Losing pitcher is Drew Smiley. He is five and three on the season. Overall tonight, it was played a two-hour and 32-minute game, played in front of 42,655 Friar Faithful in America's finest city tonight. Padres win it 6 to nothing. Our player of the game, Fernando Tatis Jr., I was able to catch up with him after tonight's ball game. Let's take a listen to what Fernando had to say about his multi-home run performance. Here with Fernando Tatis Jr. after a big game. Two home runs today, a little bit of community work as well. What was working for you tonight at the plate? It started with the community work, but, no, uh, you know, we, we've been I've been working hard on the plate, and uh, I feel like we have been putting good at-bats lately, and I'm just happy that it's coming out. How, how does it feel when, you know, you know you're putting in all the work, the stats might not show it to have a night like tonight and see the, the fruits of your labor? That's the baseball. That's the beautiful thing about this game. You know, you can feel good, but still you're not going to have it. But, you know, the beautiful thing is that we come next day and we do it again and again. You know, that's what it's about. Last couple weeks, you guys are playing a lot better baseball. What's been what's been different as you try to get back on track and, and play the baseball you guys know you can play? We're just playing, man. We're just playing. Like I said, you know, beginning we didn't have, have the result that we wanted. But, you know, we, we're working hard every single day. You know, I believe in this group. I keep mentioning it, and uh, we're going to turn this around. Fernando, when you first started playing here in 2019, you weren't getting sellouts almost every night. Crowd's been out there. How's it, you know, playing at a Petco Park that's full and, and knowing that you're part of building something special here in San Diego? It's just beautiful what has happened over here. You know, the fans are just amazing off the shard, you know, number one out there. And, uh, you know, you just want to show how grateful you are for them showing up and definitely you want to play good for them. How can you guys keep this rolling? We're just going to keep moving, you know, we're going to keep working that what, what we have been doing, and, you know, we're just going to keep trusting each other. Fernando, thank you. You're welcome. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. after a multi-homer performance and a 6 nothing victory for the Padres over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Brayden Soprano. Thanks again for tuning into the Padres postgame show. Big win tonight for the Padres and a, need, a win they must needed, uh, much needed, um, you know, trying to get back on track. They're now 2-1 and one in the month of June, trying to put the month of May in the rearview mirror and really get to playing baseball that they're used to playing. Baseball that they know they are capable of playing. And you saw it tonight. You saw it with the way that they played in all, all three phases, hitting, fielding, pitching. They played small ball early on in the game. They used the long ball late. They kept racking up hits. Did they get run, Did they drive in every single run that was in scoring position? No, but you're not going to see that every single night by any team in Major League Baseball. The hits with underneath in scoring position are a lot better. With some of those hits that they had actually today, they're finally over the Mendoza line when it comes to hitting with runners in scoring position. We talked about the regression back to the mean in the pregame show. That's exactly what this team is slowly starting to do. 
We talked about the one step forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back, whatever it may be in the pregame show. Now it's can they build off of this win and start winning more in a row? They don't need to win 10 straight, but they got to continue to focus on winning some series here in the next couple of series and at least get moving back in the right direction. You got to be able to track down 500 first before you can think about moving up in the standings and moving up the leaderboard. But the best the best news for the Padres right now, you know, unfortunately the division is in a spot well with the win tonight and the Dodgers lost. They're now seven and a half games back, which is a little bit different than the eight and a half that they were going into tonight's game. But until you go back to 500, you can't be worried about chasing down the Dodgers. And the saving grace right now for the Padres is the fact. The National League has a ton of parity right now. The National League has a ton of parity compared to the American League. If the Padres were in the American League, it would be a total different, total different story, and I think a little bit more panic mode, even more than you know the fan base probably would like. But as of right now, the wild card for the Padres, I know it's, it's early in June. It's a three-and-a-half game deficit behind the Miami Marlins. So they're in contention. I mean, that's the saving grace. And the thing is, everybody in the National League is within six games of a wild card spot, including the Cardinals, who have the worst record in the National League, which is surprising to a lot of people, I know. They're in striking distance, which is fine. If they could get that to a spot where they're in a wild card spot, and then by the time the July rolls around or even the trade deadline, and you're within five games of first place, all of a sudden it's go time, it's on. And you can forget about the first half that the Padres have had or the first two months that the Padres have had. The track record of these players shows that this team is going to eventually turn it around. As much as it's been doom and gloom on the radio the whole entire week, and not even the entire week, the entire first two months of the season, I know a lot of people expected the Padres to go out there and just dominate each and every night. Sometimes it's not the case. And we'll see what happens here in the near future and whether or not the Padres can build off of this win. But I thought overall it's another win that the Padres have had where they played good baseball and got rewarded for it, just like they did against Miami twice, just like they did last, not not yesterday, but two Fridays ago back in New York against the Yankees. They're starting to play a lot better baseball. But can they do it more consistently? Can they add more wins in a row? Can they just go on a run and really put this tough beginning part of the season in the rearview mirror that's going to be the task at hand big thank you to fernando tatis jr for taking the time long day today went down to tijuana and 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 had a community day as he gives back to the community he talked about it um you know earlier in in a couple of the broadcasts about how it's important to give back and how he enjoys giving back because of some of the players that used to give back to him when he was growing up in the dominican so he had a long day today he's out there doing things in the community, doing things on the ball field, and uh, and smiling bright every single moment of it. So, again, big thanks to Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm Braden Soprentis, the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Padres win it tonight 6 to nothing. We heard from Fernando, but what does Bob Melvin, the manager, have to say about tonight's win? Let's go on down to the clubhouse and hear from Bob Melvin as he meets with the media. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. How important was it that Darvish gave you what he did tonight and, and what went into you deciding to give him the 
Extra 18 pitches. Well, when he ran by me, he didn't really give me a choice, which he tends to do. But we, we you know what, we felt good about where he was today. He's going to get an extra day uh, on that, you know, next time around. And really didn't, it's, it wasn't a, in, a, in a spot where he was having to work really hard. So I know they made him work the first few innings. You know, it looked like they're for a while. Might only go five. Ended up going seven. Um, and this is as good a stuff as we've seen him have all year. He used his fastball more today, more curveball, split, and then went to kind of his cutters and sliders a little bit later, so really kept him off balance. How, how important is it that after getting 10 hits tonight, you know, you guys come back tomorrow and just show yourselves that you can do that? Yeah, I think just as important was showing up tonight after a tough loss yesterday. So, you know, here are the last, what, seven, eight, games or so our offense has been a lot better we've had some tough games in between but being able to respond to those and have a nice offensive night today obviously toddy had a lot to do with that um i think we're starting to feel ourselves a little bit more offensively what did you make of the way you guys combine the small ball early with with the long balls from Teddy? yeah well i mean we have the ability to do both right so you know it's it's get a lead darvish on the mound and then go to work and you know try to do some damage after that. We talked we talked yesterday about playing in this place and kind of some of the energy that you guys yeah. can feed off and they can feed off what you're doing. Did today kind of look like maybe what it should look like with the ovation for you and the ovation for Toddy in the ninth? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we we saw it all last year, and you know we talked kind of in our hitters meeting today about you know the the games last year, the one run games, the extra inning games that we were really good about. Our fans supported us in those games, and we owe them a little something back for kind of the way we've performed this year. So it did. It felt one of those like one of those games where, you know, we were invested early. Our fans got into it and kind of rode their wave. Xander dealing with something? Yeah, wrist again. So took him out. He was feeling it. It looked like the last couple of bats almost on every swing. So we'll take a look at him tomorrow. Probably end up giving him an off day. We'll see what. Uh, how he responds tomorrow. Um, he's a pretty tough guy, so we'll we'll kind of take the doctor's lead. Has the IL come up at all in conversation recently? You know what? I, I we'll see. It it didn't tonight. You know we know we're going to give him tomorrow off. We'll see what uh, you know what we have for you tomorrow as far as the evaluations from our doctors are talking about it right now. Do you know what the cause of that nosebleed in the first inning for him? No. But it's, it's no, it's tough enough to hit and play baseball with worrying about you know blood running down your your jersey. So it actually happened a couple times once, you know, before he went out, and then once before he hit too. So uh, I'm not sure what happened, but it's a little bit of a distraction for him. Kim's bunt was he on his own there, or was that called? No, that was for he did it on his own. Saw where he was playing back. It was you know his option of of bunt for a hit, and if it doesn't, then you move some guys up. Um, what did you see out of Odor you know, after his workouts? Any, any... Yeah, I think it t- tomorrow is going to be an important day to see where we go with that, especially with you know, the Xander situation right now. So we'll, we'll see how he does tomorrow, both of them, and you know, hopefully we don't have to make a move, but there's probably the potential of it. What do you make of the way Kim has adjusted to playing second base and kind of the range? I, I, it's been amazing to me. I mean, for a guy that's so used to looking everything coming at him, and now he's at you know he's at a position where 
you know, everything's kind of behind him. And, you know, he looked fine early on, and now he looks like a gold glover at second base. I mean, he, the, the play he made today, I don't know many, many many guys make that, even guys that are playing second base every day. Is that a product of kind of having played shortstop, making that kind of play? Because that's not one that many second basemen No, I, yeah, a little of both. One, You know, his range is extreme, and then just working at it. You know, he and Matty work hard at it. The position, you give him all the different plays before – He's kind of a creature of habit as far as his routine goes. And he's just, you know, it's not a surprise, but it, it's come on pretty quickly. That was Bob Melvin meeting with the media after tonight's 6 nothing victory over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Brayden Soprenit filling in for Sam Levin on the Padres postgame show. Big win for the Padres. You heard it there in the press conference. I mean, they played in so many different ways uh, to win tonight's game, and that's what good teams do. They find different ways to win. They find different ways to beat you. They either beat you with a long ball. They could beat you with a small ball. They could beat you with pitching. They could beat you with hitting. They could beat you with fielding. And the Padres did everything right tonight as they take down the Chicago Cubs 6 to nothing uh, and win game two of a four-game set. Now now the task is to do exactly what Bob Melvin said, and it's, you know, we're playing a lot better baseball, but we haven't been able to have a good game and then be able to have a couple of those in a row without having a setback game. So hopefully the Padres don't have a setback game tomorrow. Uh, we'll try to keep you updated on anything we hear about Xander Bogarts tonight. Obviously, you saw the bloody noses, but you know, on that last swing, it looked like he was in some serious pain when it came to his, you know, his wrist. And obviously, not speculating what the injury is, but he didn't look right uh, at the plate tonight. And overall, he was 0 for 4 before he ended up getting subbed out of the ball game. So uh, hopefully, a speedy recovery for Xander Bogarts. Um, you know, obviously, you hope it's not an uh, an injured list stint, but. We're going to have to wait and see uh, tomorrow if there's any roster moves. But I will say this, Padres are in good hands, obviously, with Hassan Kim. I could play shortstop. I, d- I don't think they're going to move Fernando back to shortstop, but, you know, he's, he's a shortstop. Jay Cronenworth's a shortstop. Manny's a shortstop. you got a lot of shortstops on this team. And then you also have an infielder you could potentially pull up in Jose Iglesias that's kicking ass down in AAA, uh, who is a savvy vet and a guy that hit uh, about uh, two uh, over 270 last year. I think he even hit 290 last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for the Rockies in about 118 games. I mean, that's another guy that could go out there and, and help you out, and, and that veteran presence that the Padres could use. Uh, so we'll see if they decide to make any roster moves. Again, hopefully Xander Bogarts is okay. Hopefully he could get back in the lineup sooner rather than later. And it's not too much of a setback, but we'll get you more information on that uh, as it uh, as it comes about. We've got a lot to get to still on the Padres postgame show. I'll get your phone calls as well, 833-288-0973, 0973. Uh, when we come back, we got to update you on our home run uh, total. we got our ace pitcher of the game, our relief pitcher of the game. We've got our player of the game and some out-of-town scores as well. All coming up next on the Padres postgame show. Padres win it tonight 6 nothing over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Brayden Soprenit. This is San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Six nothing victory for the San Diego Padres over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Brayton Soprenit filling in for Sam Levitt on the Padres postgame show. Padres even up the series at one, looking to potentially win a four-game series. they got to win the next two games in order to do so. So we'll see what the Padres got in store. Overall, it was a great night for the Padres and for Padres fans. Firework night tonight. That was a uh, 
hell of a show. When I got on the air, when I started, first started going on the air, I mean, the, the uh, loft up here was pitch black. They turned all the lights off up here. And so I was kind of in the dark uh, trying to uh, find my notes as much as I could uh, in the dark. They finally got the lights back on. Fireworks show was great. Over 42,000 people here tonight. 42,655 Friar Faithful to watch their ball club uh, beat the Cubbies tonight 6 to nothing. You Darvish, outstanding. He is tonight's ace pitcher of the night. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. 2-1 to Dansby. Here's the pitch from Darvish. And a hard hit liner up the middle. Backhanded by Kim to the left of the bag at second. Long throw to first. Is in time. What a play by Hassan Kim. What a night for Hassan Kim. A 1-2-3 fourth inning turned in by Yu Darvish. And a big high five to his little second baseman who just made one of the finest defensive plays we have seen all year. Hassan Kim really flashed the leather tonight for Yu Darvish. But Yu Darvish was outstanding, as I mentioned. He went seven innings tonight, only allowing two hits, no runs, one walk, and nine punch-outs. A lot of his outs were actually weak ground balls to the right side to Hassan Kim playing second. I can't tell you how many times I put 4-3 in my scores book tonight. Uh, he got a 4-3 out of the first three batters he faced tonight, You Darvish did. Then the second inning, got everybody out via the K. In the third inning, he gave up one hit, but also a 4-3 put out and a back-to-back strikeouts to start that inning. Uh, fourth inning started spreading the love a little bit. Uh, a 5-3 and a 3-1 uh, in the book. Also another K. Fifth inning, two more strikeouts. Sixth inning, another strikeout. You Darvish was on fire and a great bounce back outing for you after a tough one in New York against the Yankees. And that was part of our keys of the game. You had to have a good in- outing out of you Darvish. You Darvish has a great outing, and he is our ace pitcher of the game, you Darvish. So shout out to uh, you tonight. Really sets the tone. When you got a starting pitcher out there shoving, it really sets the tone uh, for your ball club. Want to get to some of your phone calls tonight before we get. Uh, our next award out there on the post-game show. Uh, so let's uh, go to the phones right now. Let's check in with Lee in San Diego. Lee, you're on with Braden Suprenant on the Padres post-game show on 97 through the fan. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. No worries, Lee. What do you got for me? Hey, I want to talk about the Padres, and they keep stringing me along, man. i, I got to admit it. Um, and I'm kind of disappointed so far this season, but I think they are on the verge of making a run. I don't know. They need to go on a winning streak. They especially need to start winning at home. Well, that's definitely the, I mean, I mean, the case. I was talking with Fernando about it. I was talking with Fernando about it after the game. I mean, uh, it's a lot different now than it was when he first came to the ball club in 2019. I mean, when he first came to the ball club in 2019, he was on the major league level. It was kind of popular, um, you know, maybe on select weekends, definitely on opening day. Uh, and then after that, I mean, you're, you saw a lot of low-attended games, and now you got these high-attended games uh, for the Padres. It would be nice to make this place a uh, very difficult place to play for a lot of opposing teams, and hopefully they could start turning it around, um, you know, at home. But I will say this, and I kind of agree with 
uh, you. I mean, I, I really think it's just I have, and I'm I'm a I'm a straight shooter, Lee. I mean, you, you you've heard. You, I know you call into our show. I mean, you listen to to Coach and I all the time. We tell you how it is. Um, you know, we we call a spade a spade, and the and the reality is, it's it's been tough watching this Padres team. But I tell you what. The way they played tonight, the way they've played the last couple of weeks, yeah, they haven't been able to string it in a row potentially, but they're playing a lot better baseball. They have the capability of going on a run, and they have the capability and the track record of really turning this thing around. I don't think you know. I mean, tonight is not. I'm not going to sit here and say tonight is the turning point of the season because I've I've said that as a bit on social media for the last three or four weeks on any type of big win uh, or big play for the Padres, but. They're playing better, and when you play better baseball, you start getting results. We mentioned it with Fernando. The last couple of weeks, Fernando has been hitting the ball well. His exit velo has been very high. His expected batting average, his expected on base, his expected slug through the roof, but his actual stats and his actual numbers were not. So it was only a matter of time, and then he does it again tonight. But I think this team, Lee, I think you're right. I think they're about to to make a run. No problem with Fernando and and the pitching. Um, they need to keep playing 500 ball on the road, but they need to bump up their, their home record is all I can say. Uh, that's their major problem this, this uh, year so far, I think. Yeah, and they've kind of struggled at home in the past, too. And, Lee, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks again for calling in. And uh, But you're right. I mean, they, they do have to play a lot better ball at, at home. I mean, that's what good teams do. They play really well at home. They play about – a 500, a little bit over 500 on the road. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if the Padres can really turn it around at home. As of right now, they are now uh, 13. Is that right? Yeah, 13 and 15. Or no, uh, uh, sorry. They are now 11 and 16 at Petco Park. They are now 13 and 16 uh, in designated home games. Remember, those two games down in Mexico are technically home games for the San Diego Padres. But, Lee, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's go to Kathy in L.A. Kathy. You're on the Padres postgame show with Braden Soprano. What's going on? Hey, Braden, you got off easy tonight p- p- picking the pitcher for who who shut down the game tonight. Oh, absolutely! That was the like easiest. That. that was the easiest segment <laughs> Phil I've ever had to do in my uh, radio you career. Kidding. There, Kathy. Anyway, um, it's funny how I like last night's pitcher when they were ta- for the Cubs. You're talking every time they talk about how a pitcher for the opposing team hasn't done well all year. I'm thinking, oh, crap, he's going to be, like, lights out against us. (laughs) Because most of the ones so far this year that they've ever said that about, they've usually, like, are contending for the Cy Young when they pitch against us. So it was nice to see um, when they didn't say it tonight that we did so well against the opposing pitcher. Well, how about that? You did well against a guy in Drew Smiley who almost threw a no-hitter against the Los Angeles Dodgers at Wrigley Field if it wasn't for uh, his catcher tackling him in the process of trying to field a ground ball. Uh, and then you go and you put up uh, six runs in the game. Not all six runs were against Drew Smiley. You got three runs on him. And and by the way, the two times that the Padres have beaten the Cubs, Drew Smiley's been the pitcher. I mean, Drew Smiley's had a great year this year aside from pitching against the San Diego Padres. So that's, that's nice to... Uh, to, to, to put on your uh, trophy case, if you will, for the season if you're the San Diego Padres. Good uh, feather in the cap being able to beat Drew Smiley when other teams haven't been able to do that. But uh, that being said, I mean, Jamison Tyon last night was, uh, you know, a pitcher coming into the game that wasn't necessarily one of the better pitchers uh, on that staff, and he really did well against the Padres. But it was good to, to go against a good pitcher today and, and, and overall be able to play in all facets of the game. 
Exactly. I mean, it's just like I know people were glad when we went up to Dodger Stadium and weren't going to face Kershaw. I was like, hey, we did well against Kershaw when he pitched down San Diego. So it's like I rather, would have rather seen Kershaw during that series because we actually did pretty good against them. Yeah, I mean, this team, I mean, this is one of the teams that, uh, you know, even with their their star power, they're kind of uh, a lot better at, um, you know, playing against pitchers that are good rather than pitchers that are not as good. But, uh, Kathy, appreciate the phone call. Thanks again for calling in. Look forward to talking to you again. Padres win it tonight 6 nothing over the Chicago Cubs. Uh, giving out our awards here on the postgame show. Ace pitcher, obviously the easiest award to give out. Didn't have to put out a poll for that one. Uh, it was definitely unanimous. Hugh Darvish with his seven-inning performance no runs, two hits, one walk, and nine punchouts. We also got to get to our home run tally. There had a lot of there were a lot of grand slams tonight, Major League Baseball. Let's take a look on who did what around the majors when it comes to hitting the ball over the fence. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB home run tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. Excluding the Padres game tonight, I guess you could include it. There were 28 home runs hit in Major League Baseball. There was a lot of home runs that were hit that were actually Grand Slam. And a multiple Grand Slam night tonight. Alex Bregman hit a Grand Slam against the Angels. It was his eighth homer of the year. The other notable home run, Chaz McCormick, took Ben Joyce deep. You not know who Ben Joyce is? He is the guy that got called up for the Angels that was out of the University of Tennessee last year that doesn't throw the ball below 100 miles an hour. Couldn't blow it past Chaz McCormick. He put that in the seats. Welcome to the big leagues, Brooke. Chaz McCormick's fifth homer of the season. Other home runs hit. I mentioned Grand Slam tonight. Blake Perkins' first home run of the year for the Brewers was a Grand Slam. They also, his teammate William Contreras homered tonight, his seventh of the year. William's brother, Wilson Contreras, homered for the Cardinals tonight. That was his sixth homer of the season to go with Nolan Gorman and Cabrian Hayes in that game. Cabrian Hayes, of course, of the Pittsburgh Pirates with that long ball. Rangers used the long ball to dismantle the Mariners deep in the heart of Texas. Leody Tavares, Marcus Simeon, Nathaniel Lowe, Mitch Garver. Four home runs tonight for the Texas Rangers. New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, took their show on the road to the West Coast to Dodger Stadium. Jake Bowers hit two home runs, his fourth and fifth. Aaron Judge hit his 19th as Waldo Cabrera hit his fourth home run. Nick Prado homered for the Royals tonight. Jorge Polanco for the Twins. Cleveland got two out of Will Brennan and Stephen Kwan, and that was a look at all the home runs hit tonight in Major League Baseball. 28 home runs, if you include the two hit by Fernando Tatis Jr. here at Petco Park. I'm Braden Soprenit. You're listening to the Padres postgame show. Padres win it tonight 6-0 over the Chicago Cubs. When we come back, we're going to get you the relief pitcher of the game, and we'll also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard before we get you the player of the game and wrap this thing up and get you ready for tomorrow afternoon between the Padres and the Chicago Cubs. Padres win game 2-6-0. I'm Braden Soprenit. You're listening to the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
6-0 victory for the San Diego Padres over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Brayden Soprenit filling in for Sam Levitt on the Padres postgame show. Thanks again for tuning in. Great night at Petco Park tonight. Friar, Friar, Friarworks. Friarworks is the actual the, the vision that they have here at uh, the ballpark, part of the video board. The Fireworks was after the game tonight. Padres victory, victory fire, fireworks. It was planned, so maybe that's why the Padres ended up getting the victory tonight. Uh, they win 6 to nothing. Empty ballpark now, but getting ready for a, a 2.30 p.m. start time tomorrow. Uh, remember, tomorrow's 2.30 p.m. The Rock and Roll Marathon is going on, so if you're planning on coming to the ballpark tonight, um, or not tonight, if you're planning on going to the ballpark tomorrow, uh, plan accordingly with a lot of road closures getting down to uh, Petco Park. Uh, tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Hopefully with the uh, the game being a little bit later, um, it alleviates some of the traffic, but it should be a uh, should be a fun one tomorrow getting down to downtown. Uh, so plan accordingly uh, in order to do so. We'll get you a little bit of a preview uh, in our next segment, but let's uh, talk about the relief pitcher of the game uh, for the San Diego Padres, and uh, we'll talk about that in a sec once we uh, hear from SD Food Bank. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Relief pitcher of the game. Well, they only had two pitchers tonight out of the bullpen because of how great you Darvish was. We're going to give it to Nick Martinez. Nick Martinez slammed the door for the San Diego Padres to help the Padres offense go up there again uh, in the later inning, in the eighth inning, and put up three runs. So top of the eighth inning for Nick Martinez, and that was going to be the biggest slamming of the door that the Padres would need after you Darvish as uh, he prevented a threat from happening. He got a hold for it. Nick got a hold, his fifth hold of the year. He goes one inning, two punch outs. Nick Martinez, starting pitcher at the beginning of the year, bullpen piece at this point in the season has been excellent arguably one of the best bullpen arms the Padres have aside from Josh Hader his 2.64 ERA excelling in the back end of the bullpen one inning two punch outs Nick Martinez is our relief pitcher of the game before we get to the out-of-town scoreboard we do want to get you an update on uh, on Xander Bogarts we did get an update from AJ Cassaville reporting from inside the clubhouse we talked about it with Bob Melvin when he met with the media. He gave us a small update about Xander Bogarts. Obviously, he had a couple of bloody noses tonight. Didn't know what that was all about, but uh, it was mostly about uh, the wrist injury that was concerning about Xander Bogarts tonight. According to A.J. Cassaville, he sent this out uh, about uh, 20 minutes or so. Xander Bogarts' wrist is still bothering him, and he's likely going to get at least tomorrow and maybe a couple of days off. Enough is enough, he said, though he already added He's still hoping to avoid an injured list stint. Obviously, it's been nagging him for a while now. We know about the quarter zone shot that he took at the beginning part of the year, uh, and we know how great of a player he was. I mean, at the beginning part of the season, Xander Bogarts was on a tear and single-handedly carrying the Padres um, you know, and, and giving them their wins. But then after that, I mean, he's been in a slump for a long time now, and you obviously can tell he's not right at the plate, and he's not right uh, health-wise. So, He's going to take a couple of days off. We'll see how it progresses. We'll see if it's an injured uh, list stint or not. I mean, to be honest with you, if you're the Padres, the way Hassan Kim is playing defensively, your options with Jose Iglesias potentially in uh, AAA to be pulled up uh, to help this ball club out, you have numerous shortstops on the team. I think you can go with 
maybe given Xander Bogarts a 10-day injured list spot. But he obviously doesn't want to do that. Most of the players don't really want to do that. Um, and, and we'll see how it plays out. So we're going to take uh, that day by day. We'll get you updates on the uh, Padres radio network when we get them uh, about uh, Xander Bogarts. But as of right now, um, it sounds like he is uh, kind of done dealing with the wrist injury pain. So he'll, he'll definitely be off tomorrow. He might be off Monday as well, but hopefully a speedy recovery uh, for Xander Bogarts. We just mentioned moments ago during a home run total or home run tally. A lot of home runs hit Major League Baseball tonight, 28 to be exact. Let's let you know what happened in terms of the scoreboard with our out-of-town scoreboard of Major League Baseball. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. All right, let's take a look. We'll start in the American League. We had a doubleheader in Boston, Massachusetts, where the Red Sox played host to the Tampa Bay Rays. Game one was an 8-5 winner for the Red Sox. Game two a 4-2 winner for the Tampa Bay Rays. Winning pitcher in game one, Corey Kluber. He is now 3-6 and six on the year. Jalen Banks uh, Banks got his uh, second or third loss of the season. He's now 2-3. and three. Kenley Jensen picked up his 12th save in game one. Game two, Calvin Fauche. The UC Irvine anteater, but also Hilltop Lancer. Calvin Fauche getting the victory for Tampa Bay tonight, his first win of the year. He's now 1-1. One one. Kenley Jansen actually takes the loss. He's 1-3. And, and Jason Adam picks up his eighth save of the season as the Rays and Red Sox split in Boston. On to Chicago, the south side, where the White Sox walk it off in an interesting, dramatic fashion against the Tigers. Bases loaded. Winning run is Moncada at third base. And the ball hits the umpire, and the White Sox are going to win. And we hope Corey Blazer's all right. A wild pitch off the mask of the umpire. So a muted celebration. The Sox have won the ball game. The White Sox had the winning run at third base against the Tigers in Chicago. Fastball drills the home plate umpire in the face. I mean, it, it doesn't hit a glove, doesn't hit a bat. It's just a straight fastball to the umpire's face. Catcher misses it completely. Umpire goes down. Tim Anderson, who was the batter at the time, just kind of sits there and looks at the umpire. The catcher gets up, and he's staring at the umpire. And the third base, the runner on third base, just kind of waddles home for the game-winning run. Unbelievable. Never seen it before. Hopefully... The home plate umpire is okay in Chicago, but what a way to win a game. What a way to lose the game if you're the Detroit Tigers. White Sox double up the Tigers tonight on the south side, 2-1. to WMVP, the highlight. Ronaldo Lopez got the win for the Shy Sox. He's 1-4. Jose Cisnero, the loss. He is now 2-1 for the Detroit Tigers. On to Texas. It was the home run derby coming early this year against the Seattle Mariners. Mitch Garver capped it off the fourth homer hit by the rangers tonight has happened numerous times this year mitch swings and drives one deep to left it's gone second deck garver loses one his third home run of the year it's 16 to 3 texas texas 
knocks down the Mariners 16-6. Mitch Garver's home run was his third of the season. Highlight courtesy of 105.3, the fan, our sister station in Dallas, Texas. Rangers get four home runs tonight. Ludi Tavares, his third. Marcus Semien, his ninth. Nathaniel Lowe, his sixth. Mitch Garver's third, as I mentioned. Winning pitcher tonight, Josh DeBoers is 2-2. Brian Wu takes the loss for the Mariners. He is 0-1. Rangers improved to 37-20. Mariners are back to 500-29-29. Keeping it in Texas in the Lone Star State, this time in Houston. Alex Bregman with a grand slam. Waggles the bat. Here's the pitch. And he pokes this one. Left field. Deep and gone. Minute Maid erupts with Bregman's fifth grand slam of his career. And it's 7-1. to one. Astros beat the Halos tonight, 9-6. The Halo will not shine bright in Anaheim. Alex Bregman's eighth home run is a grand slam. Highlight courtesy of KBME in Houston. Chas McCormick hit a long ball uh, later on in the game, his fifth of the season. Hunter Renfro in the loss hit his 11th home run of the year for the Halos. With the win, the Astros are now 35-23. Angels down to 500 at 30-30. Christian Javier, the win for the Strohs. Patrick Sandoval, the loss. He is now 3-5. Guardians and Twins from Minnesota. It was the Guardians that took care of business against the Twinkies 4-2. Will Brennan gets his third home run of the year. Stephen Kwan is second. Jorge Polanco homeward for the Twins and a loss. Logan Allen with the dub. He's 3-2. Sonny Gray the loss. He's 4-1. Emmanuel Classe picked up his 18th save of the year for the Guardians. They double up. The Twins 4-2. Interleague action. Rockies beat the Royals 6-4. Nick Prado homered in the loss for KC, his third of the year. Matt Carrigi gets the win for Colorado. He's 1-0. Daniel Lynch the loss. He's 0-1. Justin Lawrence gets his second save of the season for the Rocks. They beat the Royals 6-4. Blue Jays in Manhattan to take on the New York Mets, really in Flushing Meadows. Blue Jays win 2-1 over the New York Mets. Nate Pearson the win. He's 2-0. David Robertson, the loss, he's 2-1. Eric Swanson gets his first save of the year for the Blue Jays, this time in Queens. With the win, Blue Jays now 32-27. Mets drop to 30-29. Blue Jays 2 and the Mets 1. Other interleague action for you tonight. It was the Marlins down in Miami that beat up on the Oakland Athletics. They win 12-1 over Oakland, who's now down to a miserable 12-48 on the season. Marlins three games above 500 with the dub. They're 31 and 28. Arreri Perez gets the win. He is three and one. Luis Medina the loss. He's 0 and five. And George Soriano takes the save or gets the save. His first of the season. Yankees over the Dodgers 6-3. Multiple home runs hit by Jake Bowers. His fourth and fifth. Aaron Judge clubbed his 19th, and Oswaldo Cabrera hit his fourth. Garrett Cole, 7-0 now in the year with the win. Michael Grave gets the loss. He's 0-2. Cole Holmes gets his sixth save of the year. The Yankees, 6, and the Dodgers, 3. San Francisco beats the Orioles tonight, 4-0. Alex Cobb gets the dub. He's 5-2. Kyle Bradish takes the loss. He is 2-2. In Pittsburgh, it was the Pirates that beat the Cardinals. Cabrian Hayes launched his fourth home run of the year. Trying to get his first career hit against Montgomery. The 1-1. Swung on, hit high and deep out to left. Donovan back to the wall, and 
good home run. Back-to-back days for a key Brian Hayes home run. We are tied at one here in the fifth. Brian Hayes gets the home run, his fourth of the year, KDKA in Pittsburgh on the call. His fourth home run helped propel the Pirates to a 4-3 victory over the Redbirds. Wilson Contreras and Nolan Gorman both homered for St. Louis in the loss. It was Contreras, the sixth home run, Gorman's 14th. Dory Morata takes the win. He is 3-1. Jordan Montgomery drops to 2-7 now on the year with the loss. David Bednar gets his 12th save of the season for the Pirates as the Buccos will raise the Jolly Roger for the 30th time this year. They are three games above 500 and currently in a playoff spot at 30 and 27. In our nation's capital, it was the Phillies that beat the Nationals 4-2. JT Rilamuto got his fourth home run of the year. 2-1 pitch. Swing and a high fly deep left center field. Back and looking is Dickerson. He's out of room. It's gone into the Phillies bullpen. JT Realmuto with his fourth home run of the season. And he puts the Phillies back in front. It's 3-2 Phillies. Phillies win it 4-2 over the Washington Nationals. WIP in Philly with the highlight. Dylan Covey with the win. He's 1-1 now for the Phillies. Mackenzie Gore, former Padre, takes the loss. He is 3-4. Craig Kimbrell gets his eighth save of the season. Phillies 4 and the Nationals 2. I talked about multiple Grand Slams tonight. The other one was in Cincinnati, but not by the Reds, by the Brewers. And it was the first homer of the year for Blake Perkins. The four-pitch free pass to make it a four-run lead. No one hit high in the air, deep in the right field, backing up Fraley. He's on the warning track, back to the fence, leaps up. Goodbye, Grand Slam, Blake Perkins. Touch them all. Blake Perkins' first major league home run is a salami in Cincinnati. Milwaukee's got a 9-1 third inning lead. Welcome back from Nashville. What a return. Blake Perkins. Blake Perkins. First career home run is a grand slam. The Brewers beat the Reds. 10 to 8. WTMJ on the call in Milwaukee. William Contreras also homered for the Brew Crew, his seventh of the year. Jake Fraley homers in the loss for Cincinnati, his sixth. Colin Ray, former Padre, gets the win. He's 3 and 3. Graham Ashcraft, the loss. He is 3 and 4. Brewers 10 and the Reds 8. Last game we're going to talk about in the National League. Braves over the Diamondbacks 5 to 4. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit his 12th homer of the year for Atlanta. Evan Longoria hit his eighth home run of the season for the Diamondbacks. Spencer Strider with the win. He's 6-2. Ryan Nelson lost. He's 2-3. Rysel Iglesias picks up his sixth save of the season. It was the Bravos 5 and the Rattlebacks 2. And that's a look at our out-of-town scoreboard on the Padres postgame show. I'm Brayton Soprano. Thanks again for tuning in to the Padres postgame show as the Padres go on to beat the Cubs 6-0. You Darvish got the win. He shoved on the mound. Hassan Kim flashed the leather defensively, and Fernando Tatis Jr. used the bat to help win the game tonight for the Padres with two long balls, one a solo shot, and then the three-run homer late in the game to put the game out of reach. Padres win game two in the four-game series against the Cubs. When we come back, we're going to get you the player of tonight's game. Wonder who that may be. And then, of course, we'll get you a quick preview of what tomorrow's game is going to be like, which will be on at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 
97.3 The Fan. Padres win it tonight 6 nothing. This is the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Bites. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Runners lead at first and second. Here's the pitch to Tatis. Fernando hits another one in the air. Deep to left center field. Tauchman is back again. And this one gonna go into the same spot in the Padre dugout in left center field. Fernando's second home run of the night. This one a three-run shot, and he doubles the lead. It's 6 to nothing here in the eighth. Fernando Tatis Jr. couldn't have picked a better player of the game tonight. He hits the long ball there. He had two long balls tonight and helps propel the Padres to a 6-0 victory over the Chicago Cubs. I'm Braden Soprano filling in for Sam Levitt here on the Padres postgame show. Padres take care of business tonight. Overall, it was a great performance in terms of pitching, in terms of fielding, in terms of hitting. And not only just home runs with hitting. They used the small ball well. They got a bunt, a sacrifice bunt that Hassan Kim called himself, advanced the runners over with nobody out. Uh, Then a sack fly by Brandon Dixon, a double by Trent Grisham. Bottom half of the order contributing, bottom half of the order playing some small balls to the top half can hit the long ball and that's a recipe for success something that the Padres know they can do got some production out of your catcher tonight as well it's kind of some interesting comments from Bob Melvin earlier today talking about the different catchers I mean the big thing of course with you Darvish was he is you know he likes consistency I think every pitcher probably likes consistency in terms of who he throws to we saw that with Victor Caratini when he came over with you Darvish he was you Darvish's personal catcher in Chicago and then all of a sudden it turned into, well, Austin Nola's bats a little bit better than Victor Caratini's at the certain time uh, that they acquired these players. And so Austin Nola uh, started catching Hugh Darvish a little bit more now. Gary Sanchez got the opportunity, caught a bullpen. And I think with Pitchcom, it makes it a lot easier where Hugh Darvish can call all of his own pitches and then Gary can just kind of get back there and, and catch what's coming. But so far, I mean, the biggest knock on Gary Sanchez throughout his entire career has been him defensively because they know the guy that can, they, we know the guy can hit. Uh, and he has proven he can hit so far in a Padres uniform. But he's caught two great outings out of Blake Snell and you Darvish now. So you're going to see a situation where you're probably going to see Gary Sanchez catching a little bit more than Austin Nola. And Bob Melvin kind of hinted that in the pregame show earlier today. We'll see what uh, they got to say uh, tomorrow. Got to get everything wrapped up here at Petco Park. They're shutting the place down. I got to get home and get ready for tomorrow's game. And speaking of tomorrow's game, Let's take a quick preview on what the tomorrow's game will look like. Again, it's an interesting start time. Not your usual Sunday start time here at Petco Park. The game will be at 2.30 uh, tomorrow against the Chicago Cubs. A lot of it has to do with the Rock and Roll Marathon over the weekend. So a 2.30 start, which means we'll be on at 1.30 on the Padres pregame show. I will be on the pregame show yet again. Matt Scraby will take over on Monday, and then Sammy's back on Tuesday. But... Tomorrow's game at five or at two thirty, and it will be Marcus Stroman going against Ryan Weathers. Stroman this year five and four, two point five nine ERA. Ryan Weathers one and three, four point two eight ERA. Tonight's game, as we wrap things up, Padres win it tonight six nothing over the Chicago Cubs. I want to thank everybody part of the broadcast tonight for Ted, not Ted. For Jesse Hagler, Tony Gwynn Jr., Dave Marcus, 
our executive producer for Nick Danucci back in studio. I'm Braden Soprenit, wishing all of you a great night as we take a look one more time at the final totals. Padres win it 6-0 of the Chicago Cubs. Cubs, zero runs, two hits, one error, four left on base. Padres, six runs, ten hits, one error, nine left on base. Darvish gets the win. Smiley the loss. Time of the game, two hours and 32 minutes. Played in front of 42,655 on a 65-degree evening in America's finest city. Six-nothing victory for the Padres. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1.30 on 97.3 The Fan.